than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia can bring? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, rethink? Can I do this? Well, my name is Hope, and I am your host. And I understand because I was diagnosed as an adult with dyslexia, and I often believed that I wasn't enough. Fear and shame were my constant companion. Until I met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast, Make Room for More, is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truth that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and let Christ take center stage of your life. Thank you for joining me. I have this theory that when the Lord needs to grow us up, mature us in an area in our life, he will often allow it to be exposed. Now, that's not always comfortable. Well, actually, most of the time it's not comfortable, (laughs) if I'm honest. But one of the things I really appreciate about the Lord is he's always, always, always working on something in our life. And most of the time it's at a subconscious level. We're not even aware of it. But when it's time for us to be made aware of it so that we can partner with him, so that we can grow and benefit from it, he brings it to the surface. Now, sometimes when it's brought to the surface, it's in a form of a trial or, you know, something unpleasant or some circumstances or some situation that comes up. What he's training us to do is to turn to him and to trust that he is involved, that we're not alone, that we haven't been abandoned, that we haven't been forsaken. This is why Paul says, count it all. No, it's Peter. Peter says, count it all joy when we fall into different trials and circumstances because we are not alone, because he is growing our faith. And this is very, very important that we remember. But most of the time we forget and we get upset and discouraged and we actually battle against the Lord. And sometimes we even blame him for something that goes on in our life. Well, I'm sharing this because I spend a lot of times encouraging people that have dyslexia to develop a relationship with Christ or to continue in their relationship with Christ, not to give up on him, to maybe even look at him differently and have a different perspective of him, to make more room for him in their life and let him take center stage of your life. Well, as much as I encourage people, I too have struggles. I too have times in my life where I come up against that wall, which I did last week, and I had to take a step back and take a hard look at where I was as a person, especially as a person with dyslexia and the, and the impact that it was having on me. I always know I have dyslexia. There's not a day goes by that I'm not aware of it on some level. But then there are some days where I'm very aware of it and my response to it the Lord sometimes has to check. I'm going to share an experience I just recently had and what I learned from that. The job that I do requires me to do a lot of writing. Before anything goes out, it is required that different people need to take a look at it so that it basically goes out perfect, (laughs) if that's possible. I'm working on this project. I'm the lead on this project. And I had created this document and it needed to 
be edited, or should I say it needed, someone else needed to look at in case there were edits that needed to be made. Now, interestingly enough, when it comes to my secular job, I don't like for my work to have to be looked at. But when it comes to my ministry, church, or just talking to someone on one, I'm very comfortable with people knowing that I have dyslexia and taking a look at my work and, you know, things like that. But the Lord wanted really get to the heart of it for me. And the way he did that was I finished this document and then I asked a coworker to look at it. And I gave myself this pep talk once again, just kind of bolstering myself up. You know, if I had my choice, it would come back and perfect. And this person would say to me, oh, you know, hope your work is just perfect. It's just so good. I don't, there was nothing that needed to be changed on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I find it said to myself, you know, we are a team. We work together. You know, this person's not doing this to me personally. If, if edits needs to be made or anything needs to change, chill out. Okay. So I sent her the file. Please look over it. She looked over it. She had some suggestions, fixed them. Boom. I was done. Thank you. You know, I'm good to go. Well, I had in the back of my mind, I probably need to let another person look at it so that I can just get a final look at it and make sure it's, you know, everything's going out because this document had a lot of very detailed information and numbers and times and things like that. Now, I would say that the edits that needed to be made, there wasn't grammatical errors. It was just tightening up on some things that I hadn't seen. You know, one of the things that people that have dyslexia struggle with is the details. We, we see the big picture, but we struggle with the details. Well, the second person that did the edits, she came back with some additional things that needed to be changed. Not a lot, but some things. I don't know what happened. When I got the list back of the things that needed to be changed, I just shut down. I went very quiet. I remember backing up from my desk. I think I went into the, because I work from home, I went into the kitchen, just got busy doing other things. I could not open up that document to make changes. I don't know what it was. I backed up. I got quiet. I shut down and I couldn't do it. I don't know what it was. I could not do it. And I mean, we're talking about for at least two or three hours. I could not do it. Keep in mind all this time I'm, I'm talking to the Lord. And saying, Lord, what is going on with me? Why am I reacting like this? What is it? Why does it hurt? And so eventually I went back, made the changes, corrected it, did a few more self-edits. I remember going to bed that night and saying, Lord, we've got to talk. This cannot continue. Something is wrong. I went to bed, got up the next morning, and the Lord and I had this powerful conversation. I am so grateful, <laughs> believe it or not, when he shows me myself because he comes to me in such a loving way. Truly, he comes with healing in his wings when he does this for me. And you know what he told me? I felt incompetent. I felt that my work wasn't good enough. I felt I had no confidence in my abilities to do my job. We were talking. He just said, Hope, it's time to grow up. It was like, wow. 
it was like somebody just took some cold water and threw it in my face, and I finally came out of this fog. Hope you need to grow up. And I remember asking the Lord, Lord, how old was I when I emotionally shut down? He says, seven. Seven. Oh, my goodness. You know what that meant? It's typically at the age of seven and eight that people find out that they do have dyslexia, which I didn't find out until I became an adult. But at the age of seven and eight is when a person is learning to read and they know inwardly that they're struggling. And so emotionally, I shut down. I was just so amazed at that age. And he says, hope it's time to grow up. It's it's time to start having adult emotional responses to things in your life. And, you know, here we were specifically talking about dyslexia. It's time to grow up. It was amazing. And what else he told me, he didn't come to me and say, Hope, you are competent. You are competent, Hope. You know this. That's not what he said. He says, Hope, your confidence, your competence is in me. I am competent. I am confident. And you borrow that from me. Just like you're always asking me to give you my courage, ask me to give you competence in me. It was like, wow. You know, I never thought about doing that. And so as I, as we continue to talk, he continued to remind me of himself or who he was. He didn't remind me of who I am because he already told me I was acting like a child. <laughs> but he didn't continue reminding me of that. He says, hope you're acting like a child. But then he changed the conversation and started telling me about himself. Let me tell you why this is important. At that point, I have a choice to believe. If he is who he says he is, and my life is hidden in him, then who he is is who I am. Because he will live his life out through me. Okay? So this is why this is so important. The second thing is, I had a choice to believe the truth about who he is, or continue believing a lie. And I had a choice to make right then and there, you know. And so I chose to believe that who Christ is, that's the person who is living out his life through me and in me. And that's who I am. This gave me such comfort that I don't have to prove myself to anyone, try to be good for other people to approve of. I am not good. The Bible says, There's only one good person, and that's the Father. I am not good. There's nothing good about me. Nothing. I don't care if my IQ was 2,000. There is nothing good about me. I don't care if I don't have dyslexia. There is nothing good about me. We're told in Isaiah, our best is as filthy rags. There is nothing good about me. I am only good when I allow Christ to live out his life in me and through me. That's the only goodness I will ever possess. I found such comfort in the truth. Oh my goodness. You're talking about a releasing and letting go and a a change of the mind and the thinking and my belief system. It was a powerful conversation that we had that morning. And I was able to walk away from it knowing that all this time I thought if my writing wasn't good, if my reading if my reading wasn't good, then I wasn't a good person and people thought less of me and not well of me. And this whole time it wasn't even about me. 
I made it about me. It has always been about who Christ is and who I allow him to be in my life. So my takeaway from this experience is that I serve a wonderful, loving, perfect, good, competent, confident God. And he has given me a work to do. As you know, I love sharing the gospel. I love encouraging people to get to know the gospel, to figure out why Christ's life is so powerful and why his death and his burial and his resurrection and his ascension is so powerful. Why is it the power of God unto salvation to those who believe? Why is this so important to God that we know and experience and share the gospel? Because when we do, then we accept the truth about Christ and we can lay down the truth about ourselves at the cross and we can pick up Christ's life and live his life through the power of the Holy Spirit. And no, it doesn't matter that we have dyslexia or we have any other learning difference. What matters is who is Christ in all of this? I'm so thankful that the Lord told me to grow up, that I can grow up in Christ. I am so thankful that this situation at work happened, that my work needed to be edited, and that it needed to go through a second edit. Because this is what Christ does with our life. He edits our life. He looks at it and he sees things that need to be changed. And I don't want to work against that anymore. I don't want to get mad and pout and, you know, have a little pity party about those changes. I want to work with him. I want to say, Lord, here is my life. Here's my daily experience. Here's a situation that I'm going through. Edit it, please. And then he told me what edits needs to be made. And through his spirit, those edits are made. And I'm a different person. I'm a better person. (laughs) Here's a funny thing. Paul says, we are epistles being read of all men. Well, what do I want people to read? I want people to read the truth about who I am in Christ. That's what I want them to see. But the edits have to be made so people can have a correct picture of Christ. No longer seeing this half in, half out person, but seeing a whole person whose life has been edited by Christ. And now I look more like him every day. This is so exciting. And now I have this whole different perspective of edits that I didn't have before. And it's all because this fateful day that something needed to be edited. I had a meltdown, (laughs) a crazy day. And now my whole attitude about edits changed. Let me say this. You know, the Lord has these divine appointments with us. Sometimes he forgets to tell us that he has an appointment with us. (laughs) And so we get up and we go about our day and we run into a wall. And let me tell you, If you ever have one of those days, and you are sure to have them, especially if you have dyslexia, you run into that wall. As you feel yourself bouncing back off that wall, call on the name of Jesus and say, Lord, you are doing something. I don't know what it is, but let's go at it because you have measured this day out. And that's just the truth. And you want me to know something about who you are. And you're doing something in my life. You're doing something good in my life, great in my life. And I am so thankful. I will end with this. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. And it comes from Paul's writing, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. 
And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, in my dyslexia, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities. I take pleasure in having dyslexia, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That day came where my life was edited by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. Another favorite scripture of mine can be found in Isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2. This is arise shine for thy light is come. And that's exactly what happened to me last week. For thy light has come. The light is the truth. Okay, let me finish. Let me just, <laughs> let me just read this. <laughs> arise shine for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon me. For, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen in thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, wherever you need to edit my life, do so by your strength and your power. Give me your grace to respond to your edits with the same magnitude, with the same love and the same care that you show me that I give back to you. For I ask these things in the worthy, powerful, all-loving name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for tuning in each week to make room for more. If you would like to listen to archive shows, you may do so by going to www.makeroomformorepodcast.buzzsprout.com. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us and have a wonderful week.